Day in and day out, Jeffrey keeps procrastinating. He just won't do the good habits that will change his life. Why? He says he's tired. He says he's busy. He says that he'll do it tomorrow. And yet, poor Jeffrey doesn't even realize that the problem is so simple. It's his mental health. If Jeffrey could improve his mental health, everything would change. But he doesn't improve his mental health. And so he stays stuck in the same rut day in and day out. Adonis. Adonis is immensely successful today because when he was younger, he avoided the habits which he knew would destroy his mind. He ignored the temptations that are currently holding Jeffrey back. Can you guess the eight things that Jeffrey does? Number one and most obvious, what do you think I'm going to say? Porn. In every video where I talk about the bad habits or the things that are fucking men up, number one is always porn. Porn is entirely evil. And I want you to take it... I was just gonna go on like a big fucking rampage on especially the OnlyFans creators, you know, the girls who are whoring themselves out. Are they bad people for this? Women are seeing the supply and demand. They're seeing, you know, there's so many guys are horny, so many guys are willing to pay for like digital fucking content of women. So, so many guys are willing to sign up to OnlyFans and it fucks up, you know, their mind even more. Women are seeing this demand. They're seeing that they can potentially make a lot of money and then they're signing up to it. Is that really a bad thing? Is, is a woman who posts an ass pic on Instagram who causes your relapse, is she a bad person for this? Because is she really causing your relapse? Or is it just you? Now sure, times are way harder. It is way harder to abstain from porn and masturbation now than it may have been years ago. Certainly like for me, 17, 18, when I first found NoFap. And the hardest thing was like, yeah, I used to be on Reddit every day and there did be porn there. It's just fucking weird, bro. This is my analysis of the porn world. It's just everywhere. I was 17 years old on Reddit looking for, you know, like interesting posts of the news or like some interesting shit or, you know, searching up like games that I liked to play at the time. You know, the subreddits of those. And you scroll down the r slash all page of Reddit, so it's not even a subreddit, it's not even like a niche or anything. It's literally the all page, the big page of Reddit. You scroll down and you end up stumbling over porn there. Think about that. You go onto a social media, you go onto a website, which isn't supposed to be an adult content website, and you will still see something that is real porn on Reddit or on Instagram. It's classed as like softcore porn or anything. And on TikTok, on TikTok, it's child porn. You didn't sign up for this when you went on these apps. We will talk about the issues of social media, but porn is everywhere. And any man who says that Instagram, like the content on there, isn't porn or the other content on reddit or even the content on tiktok isn't porn i don't think they've, they've actually really seen this you go on tiktok if you click four times you're seeing child porn honestly there's 10 year old boys out there right now that are actively consuming child porn on tiktok because they're watching girls their age do these like fucked up evil like dances that you know these girls are fucked in the head as well and they're seeing this new trend where they can get validation from people and so they're doing like this fucking the like look where they're pulling their leggings down or some shit the whole thing is fucked. I don't know how we can fix this on the grand level, but I know on the personal level what you can do, Sika. Be pissed off every time you see this kind of content and whatever you see it on, find a way to instantly, aggressively like stop that. So if you're on Instagram, you can click on like the dots and it says like, don't show this page again. If you're on TikTok, I don't know what you can do on TikTok to be honest, but like if you're on Reddit, just fucking uninstall it because Reddit's just shit anyway. When you actively consume porn, it undeniably destroys your brain. You don't need me to tell you any more of this and hopefully by now, you watching this, you already know the dangers. Maybe you're a level 50 no fat like myself. I wouldn't even consider myself a no fapper to be honest. It's just, I'm just, I just don't jack off, honestly. I, I can't even remember the last time I fucking beat my meat, probably like a year ago or something. It's like maybe once a year or some shit like that. For me personally, I stopped watching porn when I was about 18 years old because I saw all this, like these negatives of it and I really felt this. And for masturbation, like actually, you know, like you can do them separately. You can fap without porn. You can watch porn, right? So I stopped watching porn and there was one time where I'm just fapping and I'm just, and you might find this cringe or awkward or whatever, but it literally just clicked and I just said, this is what beta males do. And since that moment, I've hardly ever done it again. As simple as that. This is 
as simple as that. When you're when you're watching porn, you're saying to yourself that you're the beta male that needs to watch another man fuck the girl. When you're just fapping, thinking about some girl, or you know, watching porn with it, or you know, on Instagram, you're literally conditioning your brain to see you as a fucking chump. Do you really think the guy fucking the girl is fapping instead of just going to fuck her again? I didn't want that, bro. I fucking hate this concept of like conditioning myself to feel like a fucking chump. So I stopped it there. Hopefully that can help you, bro. If you don't want to be a fucking chump, every time you get that urge, just say, nope, I'm not a beta male. The second thing that's destroying men's mental health, this is probably the, the second thing after porn, is listening to the modern dating advice. So many men have been conditioned to date and interact with women like they are chumps. Most likely you are a chump when it comes to speaking to women. And if you're arguing right now, you know if you are. You might argue with this. If you haven't been successful with girls, truly, if you haven't had girls, literally like ask you to sleep with them, almost plead to you. You're probably in the chump category because most guys are, most guys are honestly, but there might be some arrogant kind of guy who's watching this, who still is getting left on red, who's still like this, but he's like, no, I, I, I. you need to understand most guys are chumps when it comes to getting girls, why? Because every kind of content you've seen until recently, because you're watching this kind of stuff online, but every movie, every book, every TV show, every TV advert, every conversation with other people your age, and you see your, your chumpy little best friend who's acting like a little bitch towards this girl, and when she's girl cheats on him, or she's just not interested or whatever, and you see the way, well, your dad's not even in the home, is he? So it's a bit of a fucked situation, isn't it? Most likely you've never even seen like your father romanticized with your mother. Most likely you've never even seen a masculine man, how a truly like masculine, like alpha male kind of man interacts with a woman. If you watch that, if I told you what really happens with like a high level man and a woman, you would think that I'm lying. If I told you, you know, an experience of mine, you would think, yeah, he's, he's lying, he's boasting. Oh yeah, sure bro, sure bro. Because the real way to interact with women, it changes a lot. I've done a lot of videos on those. So you can go and try and find them. I'll link one right now. The issue with your mental health comes when you follow the normal blue pill advice, which is telling you to just be nice to girls. It's telling you to just care about them, to ask about their interests, ask about their hobbies. Bro, when I look online, apart from in my space, in this space of like, you know, men giving advice, you know, on YouTube, masculine kind of like anti-PC kind of men, like assholes in a sense. Apart from this space, bro, everywhere I have ever seen online, the dating advice is absolutely trash. You know, just a few days ago, I Googled Tinder advice. Like I wanted to see what these like dickheads on, on Google, like, you know, those Google searches were saying. You can see this if you want. Every single article, pure trash. These guys, bro, one of them literally said, oh yeah, take like a fucking like professional like passport picture as your fucking Tinder pic. And it's just got some chump there who you can guarantee gets zero matches per day. Bro, I changed it all. And when I slightly talk about like the success that I've got, I see little chumps. Like I see guys reacting to my videos when I talk about how many matches I used to get per day on Tinder. And then, oh yeah, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah, sure, dude. Like shut up, shut the fuck up, bro. Men like me seem like the asshole, the bad person when we give advice of like, yeah, how to actually attract women. What people don't understand is that advice like this is life-changing because when you tell a man to act more like the alpha male and you tell him to act more like Adonis who's focused on his work and his mission, who's thinking about, you know, he still loves women, but he's thinking about them a lot less than, you know, most guys are. What people don't understand is this advice saves lives because the conventional normal blue pill advice, like everything you've got in your brain regarding dating will lead to you being left on red. It will lead to you not even being attractive. It will lead to you not being the guy who fucks her on the first time that you meet her and it'll be someone else and you'll be the guy taking her on like four dates first, awkward to try and hold her hands. But she's just been doing some stuff last night, bro. This evil, normal, widespread advice leads to men totally obsessing over women whilst women are focused on their work, their career and their goals. And that is a fucked dynamic. Women aren't happy with this modern dating and men aren't happy with this modern dating. So anyone you see pushing forward, the good boy kind of message who, who you know, you, these, you see these guys who are doing like anti-alpha male videos. You see these guys who do like anti-red pill videos. They're fucking evil because they're still pushing the same fucking widespread message where no one's happy. Women aren't happy in the modern dating standard. Men aren't happy. It's only when you go back to the tradition
traditional way. It's only when you as a man become masculine. It's only when she as a woman becomes feminine will you be able to have any level of a good relationship. This normal advice, following everyone else's like mainstream dating advice, it will destroy your mental health like it did for me, like it did for my best friend, like it did for every guy. And still to this day, it pisses me off. I'm used to it now, but it pisses me off because men like me are seen as the enemy for this. The amount of these little like little skinny neck guys, I could, I could snap them in half. The amount of these... <laughs> The amount of these guys who react to my video and look as if like, oh yeah, like, oh, 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 alpha male, oh, red pill, oh. But you're single and lonely, right? You might not think that you followed the normal dating advice, but essentially, unless you really change the way that you date, you're following the normal conditioning that's been put into your brain, right? Hollywood movies, the way you see your parents, everything, right? And you're not happy and it hasn't worked. Why is it that when men stumble down the deep, dark hole of like this sort of misogynist, pickup artist, red pill community, they come out with a new understanding that they're actually happy with. Why? Well, because it works. Because it feels right. Because every step that you take towards becoming more masculine feels right. And you don't go back. Even though it's harder, even though it hurts more, even though becoming masculine is uncomfortable, you don't go back. This is the thing that pisses me off the most and it's something I've wanted to spend time on because I think it's pure evil. These sophisticated, clean, like, you know, clean shirt motherfuckers who don't wear bathrobes who are like, oh, you're talking about statistics and everything. These are the evil guys because they're still pushing the same message that they know is leading to men's loneliness. They know is leading to men's suicide. They know this. And these fucking parrots, these Jeffreys, these bots, as Sneeko likes to say, they'll still push the same message because it makes them feel good because they're feminine. You, as an up-and-coming masculine man, cannot relate to these little skinny neck guys. Any guy you see right now telling you to act in a more feminine way and be really polite and just be nice, just ask about her hobbies, dude. You don't relate to him at all. I'm glad that I came onto the scene. My ego is getting like, it's not even my ego, honestly. Like, I, I still have lots of weaknesses and I acknowledge those. But I, I'm glad that I came onto the scene because before I did, the you YouTube, social media, everything was just run by these little male feminists. Just use a nice picture of you at a wedding, dude. Like stand up straight and smile for your Tinder pic. I came onto the scene and I was like, bro, do this. Get ripped, be naked, get a towel, put it in front of your dick and take a Tinder picture like that and I guarantee you'll get five times as many matches. I was 18 getting like a supermodels match per day. Like I was getting 10, 15, 20 matches per day. Any of these male feminists would hear that right now and be like, oh yeah, right, dude. Uh, the statistics actually, shut the fuck up. I was the first guy who came onto the scene that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab a towel, put it in front of your dick. Like the girl who's gonna fuck you, she's gonna right swipe on that. Maybe you don't wanna be a degenerate, fair enough. I actually respect that. But I came onto the scene, angry motherfucker in a bathrobe, just like fucking chest hair out, and screaming at you to push you to be more masculine, to abandon this feminine bullshit conditioning. I'm seen as misogynist, I'm seen as someone who should be cancelled, I'm seen as this bad person. But you know these guys who don't even look into this, and you, I always see their fucking YouTube videos about me, and every single comment on their video is them saying, oh, actually, actually, uh, Hamza's not even like that. Hamza's really different. Hamza really saved my life. So these dickheads who, who react to us, these little feminists, like, you know, skinny neck kind of guys, low testosterone, 150 nanograms per deciliter testosterone. They're reacting to us, thinking that we're cringe for wanting to get into the gym and build some discipline. Bro, I woke up at 4 a.m. today to record these videos. They wouldn't understand this. They'd happily like to lie in and, you know, wake up and scroll their Instagram and like, oh, she hasn't texted me back, but it's okay because I still love her. Meanwhile, guess what she's doing, bro? She's with a guy like me, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? You know why I came onto the scene? You know, this, this whole space was saturated as fuck, right? You've probably heard this, right? Self-improvement, men's space and everything. The self-improvement space was saturated. Productivity, self-improvement, totally saturated. So many YouTubers and the men's space was seen as like totally just like cringe and dark and like, you know, oh, that's dangerous. I came onto the scene, merged them together and now it's actually like a respectable scene and then, fair play, I did like, you know, a pretty good amount and then Andrew Shake came in, fucking destroyed the entire place, bro. And he like, he brought so many eyeballs into this space, which I am so grateful for. But bro, the reason why I actually like ruthlessly, you know, work to produce these videos in this kind of space of this niche of like helping your men improve themselves, become more masculine. Because I saw, I saw what was happening to men and I saw the condition
conditioning that they're going through. And I saw even YouTubers, even YouTubers push forward the same conditioning. I saw these pathetic, soft, like 25% body fat, low testosterone men who don't even go to the gym arguing with each other about like productivity and shit. And like, bro, and I came onto the scene. I remember one of my favorite videos, like my favorite phrase in a, in a video where I said, bro, do not take advice from anyone who isn't muscular. Simple as that. Is that not a good rule? Do not take advice from a man who doesn't even go to the gym. When you see a guy making a video online telling you what to do, just look at him and just think to yourself, like, could you snap his arm in half? When you see like one of these fucking guys, like I see them reacting to my video and I literally just sit there like, bro, I don't even watch their entire shit. Okay, it just bores me, but I look at him and I just think like, bro, if this was back in the caveman days, like I'd crush you. I'd literally just press down on your neck and you'd end. You'd have to log out. You understand these terms, don't you, nerd? <laughs> When I see these guys, all I can just think is like, how can you disagree with our message? What is wrong in your brain to think, okay, actually take a second. Don't just like, you know, don't just judge a book by its cover. You're a nerd, you're an intellectual, right? If some fucking little nerd is gonna try and argue with me, I can't respect him, bro. If it's like, you know, some guy who looks quite masculine and he's saying, no, no, Hamza's wrong about this thing. Then I'm like, okay, shit, like, bro, like, fucking, yeah, keep talking, bro. I'm like putting it on fast forward and stuff. I'm not like, trying to listen, take notes and stuff. Like, okay, let's, let me see what this guy is saying because I can respect him just instantly because he looks hard. He looks like he's a fucking leader. He looks like he's a man. I can respect a man. I can respect women. I can respect masculine women. I cannot respect weak feminine men. Say this with me. I cannot respect weak feminine men. When you see this anywhere, you say this phrase into your mind. You see, when you see these little dickhead YouTubers arguing with our message, oh, it's really toxic. How is it toxic? How? Go and look at our channel banner. Go and look at our, the fucking meetups that we do. Go and look at the message that we're actually sending. And oh, it's really toxic. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. Repeat after me. I cannot respect weak feminine men. That's like the phrase, that affirmation. I'm just going to say anytime I see one of these guys, I cannot respect weak feminine men. If it's a fighter, if it's a man criticizing my message, bro, fair enough. I'll listen to it. The third thing that's destroying men's mental health, it's actually on the decline, like it's actually going down significantly, which is so good to see, is men not exercising or like really pushing and training their bodies. You know, I said this to my friend, Sam, I want you to actually answer this question, right? I personally think that Andrew Tate has gotten more young men into the gym than all personal trainers, than all fitness YouTubers combined. Honestly, he's probably got a million guys to start going to the gym, one man. And you know what's really interesting? He has never sat down and told you one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Five times five strong lifts is the best way and then increase your weight by 0.5 kg every week. Progressive oval, he's never said this shit. He just shouted at you about the importance of training your body and people were motivated to do that. If you're in the self-improvement space, you know this argument between discipline versus motivation and every fucking bot will say, oh yeah, discipline's really, you know, I, I say this myself, right? I'm, I'm maybe a semi-bot. But every fucking guy says, oh, motivation's not really important. You don't need to be motivated. Well, he just motivated the entire world of young men to get into the gym and he's changed the world forever for that. I think motivation's a lot more important that we've ever considered and seeing this effect that he has had on the young men to go into the gym every young guy's doing push-ups these days everyone there was these fitness youtubers that are just dickheads there was these personal trainers that you know oh yeah whatever just yeah maybe i'll sign up to a personal trainer and hopefully it'll change my life and it doesn't like there was these things for years and years and years and most guys weren't actually exercising consistently tate came onto the scene showed his physique showed that he was a masculine guy who used to fight people and suddenly every young guy's doing 500 push-ups a day or they're trying to do 500 push-ups now it makes me feel so good seeing the decline of like men's inactivity because so many guys just were fine not doing any kind of exercise or used to do cope exercise like, oh yeah i'll just i'll just go to the gym and just walk on the I'll just run on the treadmill for yeah go on do some cardio that cardio is really nice and improves your health as a man you need to do some fucking resistance training seeing that decline and seeing more and more guys just accept the fact that you have to get into the gym you have to build some muscle it's so good to see and then when i see the guys who don't do this when i see the guys who don't even go to the gym who don't even build any muscle who don't even like who literally look like weirdly like androgynous they almost look like they've got female bodies they've got like lower 
love belly fat, skinny arms and stuff. I see these guys. You know, if you're like that, if you're improving, that's fine. But if you're like that and you're not improving, that's a disgrace. That's honestly a disgrace. And when I see these, like the same fucking guys I'm speaking about on YouTube saying, oh, well, this advice is toxic. Well, bro, you need to take the advice. You need to take it. If you're one of these guys watching right now, maybe you're reacting live. Maybe you're on stream, but you can pause the stream because this will change your life. I know you're not going to do it because you're a pussy, but this could change your life. Stand up, go to the bathroom, take your shirt off. Matter of fact, take your ticket pants off as well. Look at yourself in the mirror. Really just look at your body and you can't help to feel ashamed. When I look at myself in the mirror, you can call me a dick, an arrogant ego, whatever. When I look at myself in the mirror, I feel fantastic. This is how you're supposed to feel as a man. You're supposed to have a body that looks like it's carved from marble that you have sculpted yourself. That is one of the greatest feelings that a man can experience. These guys out there, these Jeffries, will say that we're toxic for this. They'll say that we're fat phobic for this because we have this desire to discipline ourselves and to train our body just like we train our mind. I promise you, I'm speaking to you directly now, not these little male feminists. I speak to you directly. You may have made some good progress in your physique already, but I promise you, your physique is the thing that will give you the greatest sense of accomplishment out there. The amount of money I make, the status that I've gotten from YouTube is amazing. The leadership that I've gotten, bro, I've, I've had guys pick me up, like a group of guys pick me up and shout, Hamza, Hamza, we got 1.3 million subscribers. I make more in one month than my entire family does in two years, three years. All of that, like these big accomplishments, right? It's, it's amazing. Just my physique gives me more of pride, accomplishment, a sense of satisfaction, confidence, then all of that. And I promise you, you know what, I'll tell you the truth right now. Right now, I don't really feel much of it. For the first time, I did like a fucking dirty bulk, just as uh, I always knew it was like just stupid as fuck to dirty bulk, to eat shit food and everything. Right, dirty bulk, gain too much fat. I'm not even like fat fat or anything. I'm still like maybe 18% body fat, so it's not like fat, but it's a lot higher than I usually am. And for the last couple of months, I've literally haven't had this same sense of like satisfaction of accomplishments. And I felt like something has been missing in my life. And so over the last few weeks, cut my calories down, eating clean as fuck, bro. Literally just eggs, chicken and rice, and veg. That's all I'm eating, bro. It's literally all I'm eating. No sugar, no nothing. I'm training MMA five times a week now, so that's like my cardio. And I'm slowly and surely just seeing my like my body sculpt back to how it's supposed to be. And you don't even realize how important that is, man. Because I've just experienced firsthand what it's like to just not have a physique that you're proud of and then slowly start to see it again. And so I can relate to the like, you know, the guys who are in this position right now and your physique's not that nice. You've not been building it for that long and you've been making like, come on, let's be honest. You've been making some stupid as fuck choices with your diet and everything. Improve it, bro, honestly. Because it's not just improving your physique, it improves your mental health. And what's so interesting, the way to improve your physique, especially your diet choices, you know, the things you eat, the way to improve it is so interesting. It's not actually to think, oh, you know, to eat this and to eat this. It's actually to improve your mental health first. I found the greatest improvement to my diet when I started to meditate and journal first. It's so interesting. No one ever said this before. All these fitness YouTubers were telling me like how to weigh each fucking grain of rice neurotically and shit. And yet the thing that improved my physical health and my diet, the things that I ate the most, I literally just started meditating. And then I started to see all that shit food. You know, I didn't do any of that childish environment control. You know, you've always seen like Atomic Habits. It's a good book. You've always seen this mindset of like, oh yeah, just, just throw it all away and just hide it so it's not in front of you, bro. And I didn't do that. My family still was buying like shit junk food. Every day they eat that stuff, all right? I walk through the kitchen, there's temptation, 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 temptation. Straight away, grab the potatoes, grab the salmon, grab the veg, olive oil, boom, make my meal. Every single day there was temptations in front of me, didn't do anything. You know why? Because I trained my willpower. I refused to take the advice of everyone else on the scene. This is again, you know, I came onto the scene and what pissed me off, this, there's two things that pissed me off. One, it was like the fucking low testosterone guys who were giving advice to men, but two, it was literally this the diet advice that everyone was saying, oh yeah, just, you know, throw away all the junk food and just close your eyes and make sure you don't see any junk food, then you won't eat it. And I was literally just thinking, sat there thinking, okay, I've tried this advice. I know these motherfuckers haven't tried this advice because you know what happens when you throw away all the junk food. Guess what happens? You haven't trained your willpower, so the next time you go into work or into school and your dickhead fucking coworker or friend offers you some shit, you don't have the willpower to say no, so you take it.
and you feel like shit. I was the first person to come onto the scene and actually tell you that willpower is so much more important than you think. Everyone was criticizing willpower, saying, oh, it's not important, just control the environment, just, just get the, the YouTube blocker because it'll help you with your willpower. I was the first person to come onto the scene like a fucking psychopath and show you what I did to improve my diet. Guess what I did? None of these low testosterone guys would ever be able to do this. Maybe you would want to try. I grabbed my favorite kind of chocolate and I put it in front of me and I stared at it like a psychopath, like a crazy man. I stared at my favorite chocolate, just staring at it, just feeling what it was doing to me. Asking myself, okay, why is this so tempting? I'm doing this experiment right now. Why is my own brain telling me, oh yeah, the experiment's over, just eat it now. And I just stared and stared and stared at this little piece of fucking chocolate. And guess what, bro? My favorite chocolate, what was it? I had two different, I had a Lindor little Red Bull and I had a Kinder Bueno Hippo, my all time favorite fucking chocolates. Everyone else would have told you to just, hi, close your eyes, don't look at it, don't look at it. All these fucking soft guys would have told you that. But shit, mental health, then you go about the day, next time you're in the store, you're like, oh, well, you may as well just buy it then. Oh, oh, you know, next time the diet starts tomorrow. All these guys who aren't even muscular, who aren't even lean, giving out this fucking advice of like, yeah, just willpower controller. All these guys who are on day two of NoFap telling you like, oh yeah, this porn block is really good, bro. I was the first person to come onto the scene and tell you my fucking psychopathic tactic to improve my willpower. And the young men around the world resonated with it because you were tired of hearing this bullshit advice, bro. I was tired of hearing it. I followed this bullshit diet advice and it really fucked my mind up. This idea of like, oh yeah, just don't buy the food. Now I'm at home and I've got mad cravings. Oh, let's just hop on to delivery and order some cake. And before I know it, I've already ordered it. Your life changes not when you don't order the cake, but when you order it, you sit there and you stare at it and you don't eat it. That was the point of all this. My mental health improved significantly when I started doing this exercise. And all those sophisticated research study kind of guys, you know, the ones in like clean shirts and stuff, the low testosterone guys, they'll tell you that this is wrong. They'll tell you that this is, oh, willpower is actually, uh. Yeah, whose advice do you want to take, bro? Look, take one look at them. Take one look at me. Look out. <laughs> they don't have any shirtless pictures. Yeah, I wonder why. But if, if you did imagine, imagine what they'd look like shirtless, bro. The fourth thing that's destroying men's mental health is an interesting one, at least for me, for a man like me, not having a routine. I want you to think of a military routine. 4am, wake up. 4.30, PT. 5.30, stretch. 6, class, whatever they're learning, like fucking phonetic alphabet or something, right? 7, breakfast, regimented, right? It's, it's kind of the same as a school timetable, isn't it? 9am, start. 9.30, science. 10.30, math. 11.30, lunch. 12, <laughs> maths again, fucking. <laughs> 1.30, whitewashed, propaganda, history, you know, shit, shit like that, right? It works. It really works. Now, I know a lot of people who don't need routines. They actually prefer not being on one, but I would highly suggest if you're one of those or if not, but I highly suggest that you at least try to get onto a routine. And there's one I can give you right now. I will put it onto the screen right now. This is my current daily timetable. Putting it down like this into, you know, the iPhone notes app. It's so specific. The iPhone notes app with like the little table. You could just take a screenshot of this if you want and just make it yourself. This is applicable to me, but you know, you don't have to copy it exactly because right now I'm doing a bunch of experimentation stuff with my sleep. I'm only leaving like six hours for bed and stuff. So, you know, there's a bunch of like disclaimers I have to give you, but what I'm showing you isn't what I'm doing. I just want you to look at the structure of the timetable. You can see that it's got the time on the left and what I'm doing on the right. This is so important. Don't just try and copy and think, oh, well, I, I couldn't sleep only six hours. I couldn't do this. I couldn't wake up at four. Don't copy that. Just copy the structure. And I promise you, if you copy the structure like this and you make this your lock screen and you obsess over this timetable and you try to follow it as best as you can every single day. And of course you understand, you know, life is going to get in the way. Yeah. You've got to do something. You've got to help your mom with this. You've got to do this. You, you have an extra long conversation with your friend after school or 
something, you know, these things happen, right? But if you just try to follow this timetable as best as you can, your own timetable, you will have the most productive time of your life. What I urge you to do right now is to pause this video and create a timetable just like this one on the screen right now. Make it literally just one for every day of the week, even though you've got different things. And on some columns, you can write like gym or study. And that means that, okay, if it's a gym day, then go to the gym. And if it's a rest day, then you'll study. And you know, you can make some variations like this, but I highly recommend what I found absolute best. Make one timetable that's supposed to be for every day. And yeah, some shit will come up, but just trust me on this. If you try this, it changed my productivity forever. I, before I even discovered David Goggins, I started like literally like being like him. I was literally a lazy, indulgent binge eater with bad mental health for most of my life. I wrote this timetable and I followed it as best as I can two and a half years ago. And I got shredded. I got disciplined. I started waking up at 5.30 every single morning, going out for a run when it was still fucking dark. And I felt like the man. Today, I woke up at four. It's just turned 6 a.m. and I've been recording these videos. I feel good. Now, you don't need to wake up really early. Waking up early, really early, like really works for me. I feel so much better when I wake up between like four and five. And I'm not even saying this to stunt or anything like, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so disciplined. I actually literally, it's nicer for me to wake up early than it is later. It takes more discipline still because, you know, sometimes you just want to lie in. But like, I feel worse if I wake, wake up later. I'm just like that, right? But I promise you that this routine changed it all for me. Listen to these words from Adonis about the importance of a routine. The secret to success is with a good routine and abandoning your routine will lead your life to disorder. The fifth thing that is destroying men's mental health is the party lifestyle, the alcohol, the late nights, and even the hookup kind of culture. Alcohol and drugs are of course, they're just so fucking bad for your health and even your mental health. You know, some people know alcohol fucks up your mind. I'm in Dubai right now, but I used to live in the UK. That's where I'm from. It's so normal for young people to be on hard drugs. I'm talking Ket, Coke, MDMA, everything. It even even like nitty shit, bro. NOS is like this fucking balloon. <laughs> fucking uh, poppers and shit. Just people there are literally trying to just feel any fucking stimulation possible. Like they're literally fucked in the head. It's it's like a counter like double thing where it's like the party lifestyle drugs and stuff leads to bad mental health, but also bad mental health leads to this lifestyle. Anyone you see who's in like dirty raves in the UK, I promise you right now, they're not happy people. They're, they're like, they might seem happy on their fucking Instagram story or something. They're happy when they've got narcotics, like they've got fucking drugs in their system. I've been in this environment, so I'm telling you right now firsthand, I'm insulting previous like younger me as well. I'm telling you right now, Everyone who's in the party environment, like the, the hardcore drug environment, is fucked in the head. There's people who you know go out to the club every now and then, and you know they have one or drink or something. Okay, fine, fair enough. But there's people in the U like UK especially is so bad for like dirty drugs. It's a dark kind of environment to be in. The sixth thing that's destroying your mental health is social media, particularly TikTok. I mentioned social media at the start of this when I was speaking about porn, and I always say this: like you can pretty much combine the two. Social media and porn aren't that different. These days because there's adult content on, on both of them. If anything, porn's a little bit less evil these days because it's like, yeah, well, when you go onto a porn website, you know you've got to go watch porn, right? On social media, you didn't mean to go watch porn, but there's porn on it, which is a bit fucking malicious. You don't need me to spend time saying, yeah, social media is bad for your mental health. You know this. There was a really good video. I think it's so good. I honestly, like, I'm really impressed by the video that I made and it's titled, TikTok is worse than you thought. I'll have it linked as a card or in the description. I highly recommend you watch that video. I think it's really good. I took the title and inspiration from a different YouTuber called Moon, who's a good friend of mine. The seventh thing that's destroying your mental health is video games. My friend, my best friend, and my right-hand man for this entire thing is Sam. When I first hired him, he was a total Jeffrey. Like I'm talking like full on like 10, 12 hours of video games per day. A couple of months before that, he was in such a depressive rut that he used to brush his teeth maybe once a week. Maybe. I want you to imagine that. He used to play video games for about 14, 12 hours a day. He didn't brush his teeth for five to 10 days at a time. Why is it so common this 
exact symptom, you know, not brushing your teeth. Why is that so common amongst video gamers? The amount of like video gamers I've seen who have, who have literally got like messed up brains. Why? People think the reason why someone gets into a video game is because, you know, they're feeling depressed and stuff. And so, you know, I've got nothing else to do. So I'll just play video games all day. I promise you that is not it. I've directly helped maybe about a hundred guys so far, like one-to-one, -one, like, you know, speaking to a guy and obviously online through YouTube, maybe it's thousands, maybe it's more, right? So when I tell you, hopefully you can believe this. Like, I, I think I've like not researched, but I've spoke to people who are actual video game addicts the most. Honestly, a lot of people, right? Or maybe there's a YouTuber, healthy gamer, GG, who's probably done way more than me, right? But from what I have seen, it is not that depression leads to a young man just saying, oh, I'll just play video games all day. It's not that. It's a younger man just playing video games all day that leads to depression. And I'm putting it like this because it's not real depression. It's not clinical depression. It's not genetic. It's literally their depression goes away once they stop playing video games for like three months. It's simple as that. You might think it's not. What happened to my friend Sam? He didn't brush his teeth for five to 10 days at a time. He was on antidepressants. I looked at him and said that we can fix this in about two weeks. And he, he literally thought like I was just like over-exaggerating or whatever. It was almost disrespectful because he lived with shit mental health with depression for like two years. And I said, yeah, yeah, two weeks with me, self-improvement stuff, we can improve it. And I was wrong. It took about two months instead. But two months later, he's off antidepressants and he stopped playing video games forever. He has not played video games this entire year. Like I remember, like he always kept on coping saying, oh, you know, I'll do it in the new year. I'll do it in the new year. And I kept on telling him, bro, like I know you're fucking coping. And actually he's the first and only person I've ever met who said that he'll do something, you know, later. And he actually did it. And literally from the start of this year, he's played no fucking video games. He's on my side now in, um, in Dubai with me. It's video games that cause poor mental health, not the other way around. It's not that mental health makes you just, oh, you know, I've got nothing else to do. So I'll just play some, no, no, no. Video games are a direct destruction of your mental health for a bunch of reasons. One, it just gives you something to do by yourself all day. You may, like, you know, it's so fucking stimulating. Me and my girl, every night we listen to Minecraft music, right? And I clicked on this random Minecraft video where he's just talking about like, he's just playing like hardcore or something. And he's like killing some bosses and stuff. And she asked me, oh, if you, if, you know, if you could play, would you? And I was like, yeah, like, no. And she's like, why? We could play. And I just said, because I wouldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Yeah, a game like Minecraft, RuneScape, all these games, bro, they've been meticulously designed to keep you on there for hours. I think I've got pretty good willpower. I think I've got pretty good discipline. I couldn't personally stop playing. Also for what it does to your brain, like it's hyper stimulating. A lot of guys cope and they say like, oh, video games aren't that bad. I just play like one hour at the end of the day to relax, to rest and unwind. And I just ask him, do you think video games are actually relaxing your brain? If we scanned your brain right now, would we see it just dark because you're resting? Or would we see it hyper fucking light up in all these decision-making areas? Of course you would. You'd see it light up everywhere because video games are not relaxing. They're not for unwind. Just hold your hand up and just say, yep, I want to stimulate myself. Yep, I'm a Jeffrey. If you said this right now, yeah, I still play video games because I'm still a bit of a Jeffrey. I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I can't argue with you. Yeah, hopefully you'll stop soon. You know, keep staying on self-improvement. But these guys who cope and say, no, it's actually productive. Like it helps me unwind and it helps me rest. No, it doesn't. You know how you can rest? You can go to sleep. You know how you can improve your sleep because all video gamers have got bad sleep, don't they? Why? Because you're playing video games at like fucking 10 p.m. or something when you should be sleeping. It's simple as that. It's not that you can't sleep. It's that you're playing video games. So now you can't sleep. Even if you want to do that, fine. But at the very least, bro, one quick fucking hack. If you're someone who plays games kind of late, right? And you're like, oh, I can't sleep, bro. Literally just turn on the night shift on your PC or MacBook or whatever. You know, every like device these days has got like this night shift, red, like orangey light. Just turn that on, bro. The amount of guys I've, I've seen. I can't lie, bro. I lose respect for guys. Once it turns about 6 p.m. and it goes dark and I see someone's phone doesn't have like the red tint on there, I lose respect. I just think, okay, this guy's a fucking Jeffrey. I promise you, if you ever come and meet me in person and it goes, I better see your phone has got like the red tint. You know, you've got the night shift on full once it gets to like dark, like 6 p.m. Oh, bro, I walked in to Sam's room once. We were staying together in Thailand. 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. or something. Or maybe it was early morning, whatever it was. His room was pitch black and he's 
there, bright ass fucking blue light, and I fucking laughed. And I literally just looked at him and said, I've just lost so much respect for you. You have no respect of mine. If you don't put on at least, there's no friction, just put it on. It takes like fucking 10 seconds. The, do you know the little night shift thing? Just put that on, bro. At least put that on so you can actually sleep, man. All it does is just, it takes off like the blue tints of the light and it makes it all red so you can sleep better because like the red light helps you sleep, the blue light keeps you more awake. And finally, the last thing that's destroying men's mental health, which is similar to the second point, is that so many men these days have no emotional control. So many men are too emotional. So many men have unfortunately fallen victim to the Jeffrey propaganda of the world, which is telling men to be feminine. Men should not be feminine. I shouldn't need to say this. That's, this is a common sense. This is literally just obvious. Men should be masculine. Women should be feminine. It's as simple as that. If anyone's telling you to be feminine, if anyone's telling you to open up to your girlfriend and to cry in front of her, they're being malicious. They're literally trying to ruin your life. If anyone is telling you right now that you should be more feminine, that you should be more in touch with, that you should be more emotional, they want bad things for you. A man who loves you will tell you to be stoic. I have a video on my channel titled Emotional Men a Week. It's one of my hit pieces. I think you should go and watch that. I've covered a lot today and I've gotten quite angry at some things. And the reason why is because I have found myself in this leadership position, leading a global movement around the world of young men who are waking up to the evil advice, propaganda and conditioning that we've been fed from society. We are sick of being Jeffries. We are sick of seeing the guy like Adonis enjoy the life that we want. And yet we keep falling for the trap. We keep falling for the lies to be good, to be nice. We're sick of it. So what you see before you, like I always seem to say, this is not a YouTube channel. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm a leader with a YouTube channel. You can see the comments of every single one of my videos. It's not like the normal comments on other YouTubers where there's just emo guys commented emojis and I reply back with two emojis like fucking dead fucking channel, bro. Every comment on my videos seems to be another guy saying, oh, by the way, Hamza, you, you saved my life. I was going to kill myself, but I started watching your videos and now I'm not. Oh, Hamza, since I've been following you, I've lost 50 pounds and I'm actually attractive and I actually like myself now. Oh, Hamza, like, you know, a girl broke my heart because I followed the bullshit advice that everyone else was giving me, but I didn't do anything stupid to myself because I followed your advice. This advice is needed. Join our movement right now. Click the subscribe button. Click and watch this video. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah.